I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Welcome to All Rather Mysterious, the podcast that aims to unlock the mysteries of the past with the key of fact. My name is John Rain. My name is Eleanor Morton. And my name is David Reed. Uh, please join us as we present to you mysteries that have baffled the world and puzzled the minds of the very best. Today we bring you closure. David, you're up. Hello. Hi. Um, Hello. I want to do an absolute stone-cold classic uh, today um, at Guy and Gal. Uh, <laughs> is, that, is that appropriate? That's I don't fine. know. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, that's um, good. I want to do the mystery of uh, the Mary Celeste. Yay! Yay. Finally, we got round to you it. You love a boat. Mm. I do love a boat. What's that about? Because it's on bringing... the sea, and the sea is where you can scuba dive. That's, oh, oh, yes. I haven't spoken about scuba diving. <laughs> no. no. Um, we'll probably get to it. Yeah, I think so. So, for the, the uninitiated, the Mary Celeste uh, was a boat. Uh, a, a brigantine... I don't, however you pronounce it. Do you that. know what that is? It's all mine. It's it's a particular size of boat. Great. Um, but it was an American uh, ship that was found adrift uh, between the Azores and Portugal. Uh, on and what the, is the time? Portuguese. Uh, the, uh, the time <laughs> is the 4th of December 1972. And what is the brigantine? The brigantine uh, was uh, similarly yes. 1972. Yes. Yeah. 12 um, knots. And it was found, an American ship found by a Canadian ship called uh, the Di Gratia. Uh, I don't know how you pronounce it properly or what language that De is. That'll do. De Gratia. The De Gratia. The kids oh, at De Gratia hey. Street. Um, De Gratia Junior High. <laughs> Just a little yeah. ship. It was found by those guys. Yeah. Um, so it was dishevelled, in a state of dishevelment, the ship, but uh, seaworthy, um, uh, and under partial sail. So the, the, some of the sails were up, but not all of them. And one of the lifeboats was missing. Um, and the last entry in the captain's log was dated 10 days before they found her. Oh. And uh, she had left New York City for Genoa in uh, Italy on November the 7th and was still amply provisioned when they found her, so they, they hadn't run out of supplies. And her cargo was denatured alcohol, which is what we now know Yummy. as meths. Oh. So basically it's making alcohol poisonous so that you can still use it in industrial re uh -huh. reasons, but... 
sailors aren't going to drink it uh, on route. I get it, I and get they it. they kept it in the officer's meths. That's right, in the yeah. meths. Yeah. I mean, I think if a sailor wants to really drink something, he'll just drink it. Tramp's yeah, probably true. Yeah. Um, is, isn't a sailor just a sea tramp? Isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? They're technically homeless, aren't they? That's right. Yeah. Until um, they get home, get back to shore. I mean, we're all, we're all homeless until we get home. That is whoa! <laughs> Christ, that's blown my mind. Wow, put that on a sunset. Yeah. Put that on hits. a t-shirt, and I will sell it. Can we embroider that into a frame. Yes, lovely. Um, so the captain's and crew's personal belongings were undisturbed, um, and but none of those who had been aboard were ever heard from again. <gasps> oh dun, my god! Dun, dun. So what became of the crew of the Mary Celeste? Is the the question? So there was a salvage hearing uh, in Gibraltar. Uh, the captain of the De Gratia took uh, split his crew in half, and so Ow. deeply undermanned, both of them made their way back to Gibraltar um, because you could get a decent amount of money for salvaging mm. a whole ship yeah. and its cargo. Mm. And but they had to have a hearing to go. Has something untoward happened? And the bloke uh, conducting the hearing called Flood thought that something seriously untoward had happened yeah. and there was accusations of maybe a mutiny had gone on mm. and uh, or maybe the crew of the De Gratia weren't telling the <gasps> truth oh. and maybe it was piracy and they'd killed the crew we've only got their word exactly the unreliable narrator the old un- unreliable, unreliable narrator like Kaiser Sose like yeah. and uh, the my solution to D.B. Cooper if we're yes. going back, yeah. going back that good way. callback and the other uh, accusation was one Episode of one. Uh, insurance or salvage fraud, where it was even suggested that the two captains were in on it oh. together and then some, someone had betrayed someone else. But anyway, God. all of these yep. ideas were thrown out because there was no evidence at all. Yes, They, they had very little evidence, and it remains a mystery to this day. Mm. But um, the captain of the De Gratis didn't make much money, and in fact... The accusations followed him round for the rest of his career, and he never. So he shouldn't have bothered helping. Shouldn't have done. That, and that's the lesson. That's kids. the lesson. So I finished that. I wanted to talk about why no one should help anyone else, and how <laughs> never... that makes society better, yeah. actually. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Because it reduces suspicion. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Also, um, your hands are always clean. They're always clean yeah. in that way. It's the only way to keep them clean. Mm. Uh, interestingly, um, the Mary Celeste after the hearing was it was eventually resold and was carried on being used until um, uh, it's in 1885, her captain deliberately wrecked her off the coast of Haiti to, in an attempt at insurance fraud. <laughs> so it was it was. Potential. Did he, he did he get the money? I don't believe so. Oh, no. dear. Uh, as people know, it was insurance fraud, so I assume. Yeah, oh, right, yeah, yeah. He was, he was the John Darwin, the canoe man of his day. <gasps> yes. God, do you remember that? Yeah. I do remember that. That's my favourite story ever. It's a great story. Mm. I think we already talked about it on here. Why haven't they done a film of it? They will. Who would play Canoe Man? I'll play Canoe Man. You know, <laughs> you know who definitely should? That's how open castings go. <laughs> the first person to burst into the room gets it. I have to remember that. I think it should yeah, be... Yeah, who should it be? Your man from Wolf Hall. What's his name? Mark oh, Rylance. Yeah. I think of him like as him. the sack from Bing, but sure. <laughs> he would be a helper. good Canoe yeah. Man. Yeah. Who, would pay, who would play the wife? Uh, that would be... Um, oh. Brenda Blethyn. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, why not? Mm. And who play the sad sons who thought their dad was dead? Ah, Bross. <laughs> One of them's an actor. Yeah. In yeah. Dungarees. Bross in Dungarees. Bross in Dungarees. To, uh, to youth them. Yeah. Um, so, to delve deeper into the Mary yeah. Celeste. Um, so, 
the character we we are truly interested in is the captain of any ship because you know what he says goes. Captain mm. Birdseye, right. all the greatest captains. Captain Crunch. Hook. Captain Hook. Captain Rum. Captain. Captain Morgan. Captain Morgan. He's, he's the he's rum, rum guy. Yeah. yeah, he's the rum guy. Captain Blackbeard. Yeah, he was a pirate, wasn't he? Real pirate. Captain Blue Bluetooth. No, that he was a Viking. <laughs> no, no, he's a he's a electronic device. Thing. You're right. I'm thinking of an electronic device. Captain USB. Captain Corelli's mandolin. Yeah, they had a very strange name. Didn't they? <laughs> 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 he should have stopped after Corelli. Corelli. Before they the didn't. S and the mandolin. <laughs> captain, my captain. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So what was what was his deal? So he was called Benjamin Briggs. And he was born in Massachusetts uh, to a naval family. His, his, his dad was a sea captain and all of his, most of his brothers became... He was an observant Christian. He read the Bible a lot. So good, good guy well is done. what we're thinking. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. Um, and like all observant uh, Christians from Massachusetts, he married his cousin Sarah. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Cobb. Sarah Cobb. You are Sarah Cobb. He married into the <laughs> Cobb millions. <laughs> oh, I, don't, I, I wow, can't. I've got no evidence of that. Call him a Cobb. From the, corn, from the corn cob millions. They never got beyond the corn. They no, never no. reinvented the cob. Did because they? he fell out with Ian Corn. That's right. And uh, It's all adding up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they honeymooned aboard his boat, I uh, found quite funny. So, like a work, like a busman's holiday. Yeah, busman's holiday they went yeah. to the Med, so it would be sort of like yeah. sunny. But Ibiza. His boat was called Forest King. He's misunderstood boats. Yeah, there, completely. Yeah. Anyway, um, they had two kids, Arthur and Sophia. And in 1872, Benjamin Briggs invested his savings in getting a partial share of the Mary Celeste, which was uh, majority owned by a guy called James Winchester. And he'd just spent $10,000 in uh, making it bigger and refitting it. Refurbing it. Refurbing it. Like he's taken over a pub. Exactly, Mm. yeah. Yeah, he spent a lot on bonquettes. Yeah, he's got a karaoke in there now. Yeah, it's a nice ship. Yeah. Um, and so the maiden voyage was to travel to Genoa in Italy, um, and he arranged to take his wife and youngest child, oh. Sophia, with him. But Arthur was not invited. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God, it turns out. He said, I'm yeah. taking my wife to Italy. And they said, Genoa. He said, of course, it is. Hey. <laughs> Wait, so um, I didn't know this. So it disappeared on its maiden voyage? I believe so, oh, yeah. Okay. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. So, uh, yes, so it was owned by Winchester, um, and... So Briggs set about getting his crew together. Yep. Right, it's the best bit of any story. Sure, right? yeah. Montage. Or get, the most predictable, boring bit of any story. I'm putting a crew on. together. So we got <clears throat> first mate. Right, <clears throat> who's your first choice? Albert G. Richardson. Oh. Who he's worked with before and he's married to Winchester's cousin. Great. Trustworthy. Trust. Right. Second mate. You've got to go Andrew Gilling, oh. who I've put 25-year-old Danish here, which doesn't sound tasty, <laughs> but he he was 25 and Danish, I see. But you'd like a guy rich in narration here. He's 25, 25 and he's Danish. 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 He may not look much, but he's got it where it counts. And he sure knows his way around the reefer. Dan- <laughs> um, Danish, you know, I like the pastry. That's it. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, his steward was Edward, Edward William Hill. Uh, and that was another recommendation from Winchester. Sounds like okay. a gamble, like the bookies, but he knows what he's doing. <laughs> Old Teddy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All these actors look very cheap. They've not been in anything else. <laughs> um, and then his four general seamen, who he completed the crew oh. with, small crew, hmm. were all Germans. Oh, uh, well, why did you say that from the beginning? <laughs> the brothers, Volkert and Boz, and then uh, Arian mm, uh, and Gottlieb. Gottlieb. So that's your crew of the Mary Celeste. Um, and so... 
And in a letter to his mother shortly before the voyage, Briggs declared himself eminently satisfied with the ship and crew, and his uh, wife, Sarah Briggs, informed her mother that the crew appeared to be quietly capable if they continue as they have begun. Uh, Which basically means she was threatened by the Germans. This is like every appraisal I've ever had at work. Yeah. Do you guys remember Treasure Island? Do you remember how Jim's like, what a lovely crew, and then they all turn out to be pirates? Yes. And that's because Long John Silver helped with the recommendations of crew. Yeah. Just like Winchester helped with the recommendations of this crew. yeah, there we go. And uh, he's a frog. And Billy Connolly died when he gave him the secret. That's right, The Black Spot. That's a great yeah. film. So good. Such a good film. The only person to die in a Muppets film. Billy yeah. Connolly? He didn't... He didn't really die, did he? No, 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 no he's fine. <laughs> oh, thank God for that. Yeah. Um, Unless he went just now. Because I saw him in... Anyway. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, so, the ship set sail. Yep. To complete the story... Hmm. Um, uh, so it set sail uh, after being at Pier 50 in New York. Uh, they load in all of the Mets, and the De Gratia is just up the, the shore in, in New Jersey, and they follow on in the same route, which is why they found them. Okay. Right, okay. And so, as the De Gratia draws close with Captain uh, Morehouse, um, so this is what happened. He could see uh, nobody on the deck, and he received no signal, so he sent Deveur and his second mate, John Wright, in a ship's boat to go and see. They established there was, uh, the, it was the Mary Celeste because it had the name on the front. Always a Simple. good clue, yeah. Then they climbed aboard and they found it deserted. The ship was partly set, as we've said, and in poor condition. Um, and uh, much of the rigging was damaged and ropes were hanging loosely over the sides. The main hatch cover was secure, but the fore and lazarette hatches, mm. which I looked up, it means uh, near the controls, or the, the big wheel, uh, were open and their covers were beside them on the deck. Uh, the ship's single lifeboat, a small yawl, as it was called, had apparently been uh, stowed across the main hatch, but it was missing. While the binnacle housing... I love all these words. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the binnacle housing, the ship's compass, had shifted from its place and its glass cover was broken. There was about three and a half foot of water in the hold, which is a significant amount, yeah. but not alarming for a ship of that size. Wouldn't have sunk it. A makeshift sounding rod, which is a device for measuring the amount of water in the hold, was found abandoned on the deck. Um, And as we said, the last uh, entry had been nine days before. But it recorded its position as being 400 nautical miles away from the point where it was found. Mm. And there's lots of other little bits of information, like items scattered about and a sheathed sword found under Briggs's bed, but his uh, papers and navigational instruments were gone. Oh! So he's presumably taken them with him wherever he's gone. Because it's sort of um, it's sort of like a um, a myth that it was uh, they were discovered with like the food half eaten. So yeah. that all comes from apparently. Yeah. Um, Arthur Conan Doyle wrote a story much later where he changed the name to the Marie Celeste, which you may have heard of, and invented a load of old shit. Yes. Mm. And uh, so the Which he does a lot. There was no deck. He changed the name of the captain and he did all sorts of stuff. Uh, But that sort of ended up getting mixed in with all of the things. So we can go through theories. Do you have any theories at this point? I do, just because I've seen a documentary about it. Right. Oh. But I'll save it. Okay. Yeah. Well, shall I go with what, uh, what yeah. people would say? Yeah. So at the time, as we've mentioned, insurance fraud came up. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and Winchester being the culprit of said insurance yeah. fraud because he had a very large policy on the ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was no... Uh, it, people went, but he didn't make a lot of money, did he? Because there was all of this 
foul play suspected. Um, in 1931, an article uh, suggested that it was murder by Morehouse. Murder. Uh, who could have lain in wait for the Mary Celeste, even though he set off after it. Mm. And then, uh, in a slower ship, mm. and then Lord Briggs and his crew aboard the De Gratia and killed them, which was why there was no show of a scuffle aboard the Mary Celeste. Oh. But that uh, didn't happen. No. So, so it didn't, did it? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a slower ship. <laughs> Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, conspiracy. Briggs and Morehouse were in on it together. Mm -hmm. Some people suggested that they met for dinner the night before, oh. uh, but then those people had no evidence that that took place. But that maybe they planned some sort of insurance scam together, uh, and then Morehouse betrayed Briggs. Right. So mm. I don't know how that would have gone down. Um. I mean, the thing is, right? Yeah. Do you, you don't get insurance for just abandoning the boat, do you? No. So no, it would have to have sunk. Yeah. Mm. Or been pirated, or depending on what your insurance is yes. for. Yes. If it's yeah. just third party, or run on the rocks another thing. another ship would have to have accidentally. Yeah, it, it has to be damaged in some way. Yeah. Or the cargo has to be gone. And in which case, you still need to 
you still need to spend that money repairing your ship. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, for the fraud to work, you've got It's a got lot of to... effort. This is why I never get people who do insurance fraud at all. You've got to disappear, haven't you, basically, mm. yeah. afterwards. Yeah. that's what I was going to say. Yeah, and I mean Briggs did disappear, yes. maybe, but he didn't. He didn't get the payout because he disappeared. You need to turn up to get the money, don't you? And is the money worth uh, giving up your entire life? Well, never seeing your leaving your son Arthur at yeah. home with, with the grandparents. Well, he really hated Arthur. Didn't he, he did hate Arthur. And his name was Arthur Conan Doyle. <gasps> it's all, oh my god, it makes uh. sense. He he just wanted to start a new life with his wife and daughter, but not his son. And that's, that's all he wanted. And in the in the story, Conan Doyle wrote, it was like once upon a time there was an awful captain who was a dick. <laughs> Why hasn't Daddy come home? Sheer luck. Sheer luck. Sheer luck. There was some suggestion. Sheer luck home. She- oh my god. <laughs> Have I brought up in this that I realised relatively recently that my grandfather's mm. name was Dr John Watson? Yes. Yeah. That's a good fact. It though. is, isn't it? It's weird. blows my mind. Mm. Anyway. Martin Freeman. Uh, but it was him. Yeah. It doesn't look it, does it? No. It doesn't look Very like youthful. my dead granddad, but he is. Um, pirates. Yeah. Uh, an attack by riffians. Oh. Riffio. Not ruffins. They were Not ruffins. They threw imaginary food at them. Apparently, they were active in the area. They're uh, off Morocco, basically, riffians. And we're all off Morocco but, now. But pirates would have looted it and they'd and left valuable items. And made a mess. Yeah, they're, they're quite uncouth, aren't they, pirates? They are. Yeah. They are, famously. They would have drawn at least three or four penises over the ship. <laughs> well. well, they are men. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Men at sea as Did well. Did they draw any fat yeah. ladies? Anyway, no, no, little tubby ladies. Interestingly, no little tubby ladies were found. It wasn't female pirates then. No, it wasn't they a small do. girl. I used to draw, uh, you know, those S's where you connect it up so it looked 3D. That's why I used to draw. Oh, yeah. Oh, do you know, yeah. you know what I mean? I know what yeah. you, mean. you went to school. Yeah, we went to school. No, it I doesn't didn't. always show, but we did go to school. A historian called John Gilbert Lockhart in 1925 surmised that Briggs went insane and slaughtered everybody. And then. He had a meeting with Briggs' descendants and apologised. Oh. Because <laughs> there was no evidence whatsoever. Yeah. There was no blood or anything. No. Um, his sword was still in its sheath and didn't have any blood on no. it. So, yeah. No. So nonsense, Not having that. really. Uh... Um, another, another theory. Water spout. Oh. We're getting on to the natural phenomena. I just imagined yeah. that was a trailer. Water spout. Water spout. Starring Trevor Eve. <laughs> and we're back. So the yeah. other theory yeah. was... Yeah. Um, so was because the lifeboat was missing, mm. people have gone, why would the entire crew get into the lifeboat when the ship seems fine mm-hmm. and then disappear yeah. Yeah. when they're miles away from shore? And so some people have suggested they tied uh, themselves to the ship with, from the lifeboat because they thought something was going to happen or had happened. Yes. And then for some reason, because somebody had tied the knot incorrectly or whatever, drifted away, mm. and then they couldn't catch up with the ship because the wind picked up again. A tragic image. Yeah. Mm. But So everyone, people have Scary. surmised several possibilities of what would have scared them off the ship. Mm. A water spout being one of them, which apparently is a natural phenomenon of presumably volcanic activity, just letting a pocket of water suddenly shoot up from the seabed. And if it had... Uh, if it had interacted with the uh, the pumps of the ship, it could have given a false impression that the vi- uh, that the vessel was taking on water more rapidly than it actually was. So they quickly all leave because they scary. think it's sinking, and then come a cropper. Um, that's that's one theory yeah. that's still 
holds water. Hey. Um, rogue iceberg has Ooh. been another one, which, considering they're near the Azores, really rogue. Really yeah. rogue iceberg. Very rogue. No that, one saw an iceberg. That's the jaws, the revenge of icebergs. Maverick iceberg. Yeah, I yeah. mean, but it remains a theory, but yeah. it's rubbish, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Sea quake. Ooh, sea quake. Sea quake. Uh, mm, I always have sea quake <laughs> um, for breakfast. <laughs> could, of course, sufficient turbulence on the surface to damage parts of the Mary Celeste cargo thus releasing noxious fumes, mm. which led them to believe there was an imminent explosion. Ooh. So, because meths is flammable, they That thought, would make me run away. Shit, get in the lifeboat. People have gone, then why would, if you thought the ship was going to explode, why have you tethered yourself to it? Yes, good point. But maybe you go, well, because, you know, if it's going to explode, we don't, we're going to die if we're just on this sh- small lifeboat in the middle of the ocean anyway. Um... Also, I, I mean, I assume that they would have comfortably all fit in one lifeboat. Well, what, how many of them were there? So there were four Germans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Three officers. Yeah. Um, why have I started on different hands? <laughs> three officers. Did you go to school? A, a captain. Yep. A wife and a daughter. So, so ten. ten of them in a yawl. And a yawl is yarl. how yarl. big? A yawl is approximately boat sized. Right. So mm. I've not done the research on well, a yawl. Well, the child would have gone on the lap. I'm Im- so that's yeah, nine. That's nine. I'm imagining yeah. a Titanic uh, rowboat. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty big. I'm mm. surprised your uh, wife's uh, parents didn't make you do some sort of mariner's test before you married into the family. A mariner's test? Yeah, yeah I was, my, I was my wife you, is from a naval You had family. to get do an exam. No, I did not. And but no because I told things. them about my scuba diving credentials, and they were quite <laughs> all, happy They were like, that. he's in. He's a, he, he he gets the surface of the water, but from a different angle, mm. you know. He comes at it. But we, we, we share the same interest. It's lovely. Mm. It's, it's all about the meniscus people. Um, um, so uh, th- then I'll, I'll go with the outsider theories yeah. just so we've got the full bag of theories. Yeah. Giant squid. Yes. Uh-huh. That came and picked... picked 100%. Picked ten people off the deck one yes. by one. It could be like the book The Pirate Cruncher. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to do two trips. Two trips, then stole the boat and left. <laughs> yeah. Stole the boat, the the uh, the the captain's papers and navigational equipment, <laughs> yeah. and then left. Well, it's good got to know where you're going. Yeah. So and then aliens because why, <laughs> why aliens not? and Russians because yeah. why not? Why not? You know, or Prussians back then maybe. Prussians. Um, Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper. Yeah. Or. A Ooh. final theory, oh. which is a play I wrote for AS Level Drama Yay. about the Mary Celeste. Good grief. <laughs> and? So, we didn't have uh, a piece to perform uh, for our AS Level. So I, And I was getting frustrated with the slow progress of our workshopping of bullshit. And so I went home and wrote a play in an evening and brought it in Amazing. the next day and we performed it. I played Captain Benjamin of Briggs. Of course. Of course, because I wrote the fucking thing. <laughs> um, and in that, uh, it was like a horror. Ooh. Spooky. Ooh. So we found a shipwrecked man drifting out there in the sea and he'd gone quite mad from drinking salt water and, and being yeah. desperate. And his paranoia and rambling sent general fear amongst the crew of of uh, a curse and something going wrong Ooh. and then one night Sophia my daughter falls overboard and drowns <gasps> oh, no. and everyone is now certain that there is some evil presence aboard this ship and so uh, they all get in the rowboat and, and decide to take their chances because the captain May goes mad basically with grief and 
refuses to leave the spot where his daughter died because he refuses to leave her alone Ooh. and it is implied at the end that he jumps in after and uh, what, what, what grade did you get uh i got i got an a yeah oh she did yeah you gonna bring it back it sounds good now yeah saying, it sounds it? great i yeah. think it'd be a great part for me um, <laughs> I think everyone else's parts were underwritten, if I, if I remember rightly. <laughs> and will remain so. Remain underwritten. <laughs> um, yeah, they all had scenes together and I got monologues. That's how I remember it. Lovely. Yeah. Nice. No, um, I mean, which I, I stand by some of my research. So, it, well, it was, that was pre-Wikipedia, so it was probably no, that's that's... very poorly researched. So what you were saying that was a, just an evil presence... What? No, paranoia, I think. Paranoia. Paranoia, paranoia and yes. then a tragic Paranoia accident. would do it. I um, feel like paranoia is a good good thing, good yeah. reason. Not a good thing. Um, but also, you know, what about, let, let's say the, the fumes did leak, and instead of being worried it would explode, they all got really paranoid from all the fumes and started, and then, and then jumped off the ship because they were... What? Is that what meth fumes? I don't know. Theory I've heard from your experience. I mean, you know that I'm um, very, very involved in drugs. Yes, of course. <laughs> um, I wish you wouldn't be on here. <laughs> Children might listen to this. Um, really? No, I don't know, but you never know. <laughs> Ruined it now. Not your children. No, not well. My children have listened to this. Have they Lovely. heard? Yeah. Well, are they going to hear you say no? No, I'll cut it out. Uh, okay. What, what have you heard? I, heard, I saw a documentary about this once, and they speculated that the fumes did indeed leak from the meths. Right. And exploded. But I saw this. It was on Channel 5. Yes. So they recreated it. Yes. And it oh. created a, a shockwave explosion that didn't leave any soot. That's right. Oh. So, like a flashbang. Yeah. So they thought... But at and didn't what damage point anything. did the crew leave in that? I think they panicked and left immediately because they thought that there was going to be another explosion oh. and it would take the whole ship with it. So they all jumped into the boat and they also used the theory you mentioned about tying themselves onto the ship and then getting untied and lost at sea. So whose fault was it that they were sailors who couldn't tie knots? Because that is oh, yeah. sailors 101. Isn't you know how to tie knots, don't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it was either Aryan or Gottlieb. How many? Can you tie knots? Nine. Oh, we can tie nine. No. So, yeah, yeah, go for it. <laughs> I mean, we only need one. Yeah. Um, uh, those are all rewrites that should go in the new play, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Ten quid. Okay, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, but I think that's the solution. Yeah. I think if you were on a ship like that, full of alcohol, and there was a huge explosion, you'd want to leave immediately. Probably would. Yeah. What about um? What about the taking on water? Do you think it got to two feet of water and they thought? Yeah. It's where's the water come from? Mm. Like, and, but and why hasn't it sank completely? They all weed themselves. Well, since <laughs> but after they got separated from the ship, it's possible because it had been there for nine days. It's yeah. possible it's been through a storm, yeah. gotten a bit shaken up, and then it's calmed down again. Waves yeah, could true. have splashed on the top. On the top, yeah, yeah. they could have done. Well, that. I mean, ships do take on a tiny bit of water anyway, don't they? Yeah, that's yeah. why they've yeah. got a pump. Yeah, exactly. So no one's been pumping it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just had a brand new refit, but maybe Winchester uh, scrimped yeah. on some of the labour. Maybe he it's put everything... A you can cut back to him in your play, saying, shall I do that? No, I won't bother. <laughs> maybe yeah. he put all the money into the uh, Hawaiian-themed uh, bar. bar. Yeah. And, um, the Waikiki bar. N- yes, and, and <laughs> the Tiki hut, and none, no money into the pump or any other stuff. Look, you can have it. a pump, or you can have these Hawaiian-style goblets. You can have these oh, coconuts to drink goblets. from. Coconuts, yeah. And we can all wear coconut bras. <laughs> Another callback. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's a giant squid. Giant squid? Oh, yeah. I like the giant squid idea. Uh, so, where, okay, then then the only hole in your giant squid mm. theory, what happened to the uh, captain's papers and navigational equipment? 
I think he was holding them yeah, when really. the squid came in. Have you read The Pirate Cruncher? No, I know what you're talking about. That's brilliant. They, they, they find a man who says to them, I can take you to this buried treasure. Yes. And they, he gets on their ship with them and they go out to sea. And it turns out it's a giant monster with like a glove puppet. <laughs> <laughs> and he lures them in and then eats them all. So he's the Kraken, basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think I think the tentacle went through the window. He's He's got he's got his stuff in his the hands. The window? I don't know. Porthole? Porthole. Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, through uh, the patio doors. And... <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know ships. And the, the, the Lido deck, and sure. uh, cat flap, and yeah. then um, scooped him up and took him with all his stuff. Okay, yeah, okay. Foolproof. Um, yeah. Find a hole in that. Yeah. No, I mean or, I can't. I can present another theory. Have you seen the film The Thing? I have seen The Thing. One of them is a, a shape-shifting alien who presents paranoia throughout the entire ship. Is The they... Thing the one set in the Arctic? Yes, yes. Arctic research. Because my mum knew some people who who. Uh, were doing that job and then decided to watch the thing one oh, night oh, and then no. none of them and then they were all too scared to go outside and put the generator off cause... I'm not fucking surprised <laughs> we got an email from a, an Arctic research station saying they listened to uh, my old podcast uh, when they which they, one so in Film Fandango my film yeah. podcast they used to because they, they didn't have internet so they had to download oh all of God. their entertainment yeah. for the evenings and then they'd sit around eating dinner listening to a podcast they Aww. might listen to this one they might do don't go, don't go outside. Don't go outside. There's aliens out there who turn into dogs. And a giant squid. And a giant squid. I think it's the person to your left. <laughs> yeah, the monster. You've never trusted them, have you? The one with the eyebrows. <laughs> Can't do eyebrows. I think we nailed it. So you yeah. think it's a squid? I think it's a squid. I'm going to go with squid. Yeah. Why, it was just big squid. Yeah. <laughs> squid wins. Um, thank you very much for listening. Um, so, uh, by the way, if you're going to, if you're in the middle, like you say you're in the middle at this moment of writing a book about the Mary Celeste. Yes. Just bin it. Mary Celeste. I thought Karen Conan Doyle called it the Mary. No, no he, said the he Mary. called it the Mary. He was the Mary. Oh, other way around. Okay. Yeah. You're writing a book about the Mary. Mary Celeste, like Mary Claire. Yeah. If you're writing Mary yeah. Claire, <laughs> Mary Claire just, Celeste. Just bin it. Does Mary like Claire Celeste. Uh, yes. It does. That's the mystery for next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, great. Good. Well, thank you very much for listening. Uh, um, the podcast is at All Rather Pod. I'm at Mr. Ken Shabby. He's at Mr. David Reed. And uh, the cat's mother is at <laughs> Eleanor Morton. Uh, and we'll see you next week for the final episode of oh, Series 2. Dun, dun, dun. Goodbye. Bye. I got cabin fever. I've got the Fever, it's driving me insane. We got cabin fever, we're flipping our bandanas. Been stuck at sea so long that we have simply gone bananas. We got cabin fever, we lost what sense we had. We got cabin fever, we're all going mad. Grab your partners by the ears, lash them to the wheel. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.